Thank you, Professor Kevin. Wow, um, I don't know if I can uh, keep up with that introduction. Thesis award winner, 100-page paper. I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. Uh, so, but um, you know, it is um, it is an absolute privilege to be here. Um, I, I, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to uh, this moment. Uh, my name is Joseph, as you heard, and um, I'm all the way from San Bernardino. Actually, it's not too far. It's kind of down the street, if you will. Uh, depending on traffic, take you a little bit longer than, than at other times. But I've um, been working for the Rock Church and World Outreach Center now for 15 years. Can you believe it? I started when I was three. and uh, No, but 15 years. And um, I graduated Bible College, first of three, actually. Apparently, I needed a few more times than most people just to get it, right? And so uh, there in 2003, graduated from uh, Raymond Bible Training Center all the way in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and went right to work for my church. I started on the maintenance team, wiping down toilets. Praise the Lord, somebody. Uh, I'm reminded of Jesus' words, do not despise small beginnings. And so um, I am, uh, I've been so privileged and blessed over the last eight years to pastor at my church. Um, I've pastored um, in the youth ministry, in the young adults ministry, I've had the opportunity to speak in our Bible college as well to our main sanctuary uh, every now and again. And so that's a little bit of who I am. This is my beautiful wife right over here on the front row. Her name is Marnie. Uh, that's like Barney, but with an M. And every time we introduce her, we have to, we have to do that. And uh, I think Professor Kevin might have shown a picture of me and my family um, in, in the prior weeks. Um, I have two kids, a son and a daughter. My son is seven. Uh, my, my daughter is six. They're a year and a half apart. I don't know what I was thinking having them so close together, but God has been good. And I am just so blessed um, with the family that I had. Well, somebody once said that the best hood is fatherhood. And so, uh, and, and that is, and that is a true statement. And so um, I, I am so blessed. And then if I could uh, just for a moment, give honor to your senior pastor, uh, Pastor Kevin. I know him more closely as Professor Kevin, but um, just uh, Pastor Kevin has so um, uh, just inspired me and um, really uh, garnered my honor and my respect. Uh, I went to a college thinking I was going to hear from a, a, a teacher, and, um, and, and indeed he pastored us students while he, while he taught. Paul makes mention of, hey, you, you know, you have a lot of teachers out there, but you don't have many fathers. And uh, for me, Professor Kevin went beyond just, you know, the classroom setting, and he really spoke into our lives. I remember one particular occasion uh, in our contextualization class. I don't know how we got off onto the topic, but it's a topic of leadership. And so um, I, I asked Professor Kevin, essentially, I'm going to paraphrase, you know, what, what kind of antics, what kind of strategies, what kind of tactics do you have as it relates to leadership? How can I better garner respect among people? You know, what, what can I do? And, and, and pr Professor Kevin or Pastor Kevin, uh, he didn't go and, and start to talk to me about, hey, you should dress this way or you should talk this way or, or, or you should do this thing or you should do that thing. He said, well, actually, you're going to have to take a step back and you have to look at the man by the name of Moses. You see, Moses was a great leader in his day and age. He pastored, if you will, more than a million people. And so here comes Moses and he has this great, um, uh, this great responsibility of leading. And he said, but Moses did something interesting. Moses climbed the mountain and he went up and he got with God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's a good place to say amen. And when he came down the mountain, 
Moses' face shined with the glory of God so the people knew, hey, this guy, there's something different about his life. He didn't have to try so hard to be a leader. And so that's just a small example of the, uh, of the, of the truths and the things that Pastor Kevin sowed into our lives over the years. And so I'm just so thankful you are blessed to have a senior pastor as you do. Can we give him an, uh, an honor and a round of applause? And uh, I did want to say, I don't say that just because I'm supposed to and because I'm a guest. I, I say that and I really and I really mean it. And so and so having said that, um, I'm excited about the word of God. I hope you brought your Bibles today. Um, let's go ahead and pray one more time uh, before we begin. You know, I'm going to just to get a little bit more comfortable. I'm going to take this jacket off because this is uh, thank you, honey. Father, we just thank you for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Father, we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Father, we will rejoice and be glad in you as we find in Philippians. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for the word of God. Father, the holy, precious, awesome word of God. Father, it has the power to make all the difference, Lord, in our lives. So, Father, I ask today that you would, uh, number one, Lord, that you would open up our hearts to receive what it is that you want to say. And, Father God, that you would anoint this time, Father God, that you would use me uh, to the best of my ability to communicate and articulate the word that needs to be spoken. Father, I know that you love this people and you love this church. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the work that you want to do in each and every heart and in each and every life. And, Father, this day, we will give you all of the praise, all of the honor, all of the glory. Lord, let your kingdom come and let your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. And once again, everybody said, amen, 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 amen. Well, I am a little bit of a hollaback preacher, all right? So that just simply means I like interaction, all right? And so if there's something that I say that you like or that ministers to you, feel free to say amen. Feel free to say hallelujah. Feel free to pray, say praise God. You may even be so inclined as to stand to your feet and say, woo, that was for me, all right? If there's something that I say that you find a little challenging, feel free to stand to your feet, turn to your neighbor and say, woo, that was for you, all right? But at any rate, at any rate, all right, today, Today, um, you know what, uh, I, I like, I, I love the things of God, and I like to read the Bible in full color, if you will. Uh, sometimes we can get a little bit, you know, uh, I don't know, just kind of stuck in, in, in kind of the religious, the religious exercise of, of things, but I find God's Word to be living and powerful, and has made a difference in my life, so please do not let my personality by any means uh, uh, offend you, um, but I got to do, I got to be me, all right? <laughs> I once heard somebody say, you got to do you, boo-boo, all right? So, so that's what I'm going to attempt to do this morning. If you, brought, if you brought your Bibles, let's go ahead and go together to Matthew chapter 13, beginning with verse number 10. And we're going to read all the way through verse number 17. And we're going to look at some words uh, from Jesus. Matthew chapter 13, beginning with verse number 10. And I'll give you just a moment. It says this, it says, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. 
Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn, so that I should heal them. And somebody said, well, this is kind of depressing <laughs> right from the very get-go. And that's kind of true. All right, but I like this next sentence, this next verse. It says, but, but, and that's a fantastic but right there. We're, 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 in a, we're, about to, we're, we're about to realize a transition here, all right? And Jesus says, but blessed are your ears. I'm sorry, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and many righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and hear what you hear and did not hear it. And today I want to talk to you from the subject of the art of hearing. The art of hearing. It, it, this, this art may be something that our culture today has kind of lost, but I, I think it's something that God has called us to and something that we can get a grasp and we can get a hold on today. So uh, uh, the, the art of hearing. I want to take a step back for just a moment and kind of share with you where this message came from. Um, as, you, as we've mentioned already, I, uh, over the years I've been pastoring, and, and, and most of my interaction has been with young people, all right? Pastoring young people. And, and, um, and this has happened over the course of, of many years where, where I've been talking with people and sharing with people the things of the kingdom of God, the, the things from the word of God, in an attempt to help them. But this last year, there were two young adults uh, specifically that I spoke with and, and it just seemed to come to a head for me. It just seemed to come to a climax for me. And I, and I, find, I found myself with a little bit of a, of a frustration on the inside because here are some young people facing young people issues, facing young people challenges. And, and I really felt like I had some answers from the Word of God, not because I'm so smart or I'm so wise or I'm the wise sage around, uh, around the Rock Church or World Outreach Center, but because I, I genuinely felt like, hey, I, I know a few things that I believe that can help you. And so, and so I did my very best to communicate those things to them. But it just seemed like no matter what I said, they just weren't getting it. It, it was like what I was saying was going right in one ear and back out the other. Has anybody ever been there where you're trying to talk to somebody and you're trying to help to uh, somebody clapping already back there, all right? And, and you're trying, and you're trying to, you know, share with somebody some principles or some truths or some experiences that you have, and it's just like they're just not getting. It's like it's bouncing right off their forehead, right back at you, all right? And then, and so, and so, it, it caused me to begin to kind of, you know, God, what is this thing, and and what is going on that that people, and this was my thought, that people can actually hear but not really hear, that people can actually see, but not really see. And I found here in scripture that Jesus experienced the same thing. BTDT, he's been there, done that. And he kind of, and he kind of begins to talk about, you know, the state of our lives when, you know, when we're, when we're hearing, but really not able to hear, seeing, but really not able to see. And so my prayer for all of us, myself included, because I might be anointed to preach the word, but I'm no more anointed to live it than you are. Amen. And many times as I share the word of God, I find, man, God, you are speaking to me too. Amen. And so, and so but my prayer for all of us has been this, that, that, that wherever you're at in your relationship with God, that God this day would begin to stir within you a desire and a passion to hear his voice. 
a, a desire and a passion to recognize and perceive truth when it is spoken. A, a desire and a passion to catch, if you will, the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. And, uh, and, and, so, and so that's been my prayer. Also, um, I, I do hope that over the course of this time that you will even do, and I will even do, a little bit of a hearing examination. That we would do some, you know, hearing evaluation. How well am I hearing today? Somebody once said that, you know what, the unexamined life is not a life worth living. The unexamined life is really not a life worth living. Now, 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 why is that so? Well, how can we begin to advance? How can we progress? How can you begin to achieve higher? How, how can you enhance the, your current state if you don't first take an honest look at your life, take an honest evaluation of where you're really at and where you're really at with God? Uh, you know, we find all throughout the New Testament, we are encouraged. It says, let him, and so let a man examine himself. Let a woman take a look at herself and the state of her life. And, and it's as we begin to examine ourselves and really take an honest look, all excuses aside, amen, and, and really begin to look at our lives that we're able to see where we need to make the necessary adjustments, where we need to make the necessary tweaks in our life. And, and, and you know what I found so wonderful about God is that God doesn't ask us to do a whole lot all at one time. God is, a, God is kind of a step-by-step -step God, a, a, little, a, a little here and a little there. <laughs> Maybe today you, you, you have role models and there's people that you look up to today and you think, man, I don't know how they got to the level that they're at. I, I, don't, I don't think I could ever be like that. I could ever be like Pastor Kevin. I could ever get a master's degree. I could ever go on to get my doctor's degree. But you see, it, it was little decisions that Pastor Kevin made over the course of time. A little study here and a little study here. A, a, a little a, a, a test-taking here and a, and a little bit of this here so that he is at the level that he is at. Are you hearing me today? And so when we take an honest evaluation, we're able to begin to make those uh, adjustments and begin to move forward into the destiny that God has for our lives. Does anybody here want to reach the place, become all that God's called you to be and do all that God's called you to do? Amen. Then we showed up to the right place. We showed up to the right place today. Now, of course, we are being specific as relates to not just any area of our life. Of course, it applies to every area of our life. But specific today as it relates to, all right, our hearing. How well am I hearing? Indeed, as, as Jesus said, blessed are we when, we when we hear. Did you know that God is speaking today? God did not stop speaking when the book of Revelation was written, was, was, was done and, 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 and over. God is still speaking today. God wants to speak with you, his people. God wants to speak with, with his children. I mean, just go all the way back to the beginning. Look at what God created with Adam and Eve. He created an environment in which he could walk and talk with his man and with his woman. <laughs> I could go on. We talk about Moses and how Moses, uh, Mo, I, I love Moses. And, and, and Moses, the Bible says, he, he, he spoke with God as a man speaks with his friend face to face. You know what's interesting is that the entire nation of Israel was invited to have the same kind of encounter. They just drew back. I, I often ask my Bible college students, I say, you know what? <laughs> when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, where was he taking them? Most people say the promised land. And I, and I have to say, you know what? <laughs> I get to do this because I'm in Bible college. You're wrong. <laughs> you got it all right. You got it all wrong. No, okay. All right. And, and actually, where Moses was taking them was to first meet up with the promiser. Why would you take people to the promised land before first introducing them to the promiser? because then they'll make idolatry out of the promised land. 
the promised land is a result of the promiser. And so he took them to meet up with God. And then all of a sudden, God began to speak, and they're like, ooh, this is kind of scary. Because how many know he is, as we sing, a high and lifted up God? He is, he is magnificent. He is wonderful. He is everything in our descriptions that we sang today. And so they realized, ooh, this, God is a little bit bigger than maybe I imagined. But, but, but anyways, my point is, God wants to speak with his people. I, I, I think of the story of, like, Elijah, and here he was, and he's on the run. How many know God, God likes to speak to you even when you're in a place where you feel like you're defeated in life? Just because you're defeated and just because you're going through tough times and difficult things and you've got challenges and you can't believe that all this is happening, God still wants to speak to you. Just like we sang this morning, there is nothing that can separate you from his love. And so here Elijah is on the run. He finds himself in a cave and all this spectacular stuff happens. But then the Bible says, after it all calmed down, there was a still small voice. All throughout God's word, we find God interacting and communicating with his people. And so today, I just want to simply say to you that I believe that God wants to speak to you today. I believe that God has a word for you today, wherever that you're at in life, whether you are young or whether you are old, whether you are single or whether you are married. Come on, some, some single people up in here be like, I got some single people issues, and what you need is that you need a word from God to come along and, and, and set you straight and, and, and keep you on the on the path that God has for you. Maybe you're here today saying, I did that single thing. Now I'm doing the married thing, and I kind of wish I'd stayed in the single thing. All right? But, 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 but if you're in the married life, married with children, can we be, can we be honest in this place today? Uh, or do I need to put my jacket back on and, uh, you know? No, no, no. Uh, we all have challenges in life. And God wants to speak to us wherever we're at. Maybe you're saying, I, I, I did the single thing fine, Pastor Joe. I did the married thing fine. My children are all successful. I ain't had no problems ever. I, I once had a high school teacher tell me one time, me and my husband have never fought ever in our entire life. And I was wise enough in 11th grade to be like, mm-hmm, she lying. <laughs> all right? Uh, but maybe you're here today, I, I, but, but maybe you need a word from God as it relates to your business businessman and businesswoman. Maybe you're a student today. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe you're fresh out of prison. Maybe, maybe you're just, you've just gotten over addiction. I don't know where you're at today, but I believe that God wants to speak into your life. And when God's word comes into your life, it will sustain you. It will bring clarity. It will bring direction. Come on, somebody. A, 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 a fitting word is like apples of gold in settings of silver. It will cause faith to ignite in your heart. It will cause hope to arise. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 119 he says oh remember your word to your servant upon which you have called me which you have caused me to hope excuse me and he says this is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life Ooh, oh I, I like that I like that so much all oh, the wonderful effects that God's word can have in our lives when we hear can I go just a little bit further I'm reminded of the words of Jesus Jesus says the words that I speak to you they are spirit and they are life my friend, you, can, you cannot have life without the word of God. It, just because you exist does not mean you really have life. The Bible says you can, be alive, you can be dead while you live, but God doesn't want that for any of us. And that's why, that's why God speaks into our, into our lives and he brings resurrection life to the deadness in our soul. Uh, uh, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that is coming out of the mouth of God. Uh, I don't know if you realize it today or not, but you need a word from God today. I need a word from God today, a word in season to him that may be weary. A word in season to him that is weary and, and, and that is heavy and, and that is heavy laden. Oh, 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 what a wonderful thing it is to be able to receive 
the word of God. Indeed, as Jesus said, we are blessed when we hear. Not just when God speaks, but when we, when we hear. Amen? And so uh, today what I want to do is I want to just give you a few things that I, that I believe will help you to position yourself to be able to hear. Now let, let's be clear one more time, all right? We're talking about hearing God's voice. We're not talking about your natural ears, all right? If you need some natural ear evaluation, there are doctors for that, all right? But, and, and, which I am not, all right? We're talking about your spiritual ears. We're talking about your ability to be receptive to what God is saying to you today. Your ability to perceive and to recognize truth. See, as, as I said when I started, these young adults, is like no matter what I said, they, they just were not, they, they weren't getting it. They, they, they weren't getting it. I, 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 God, I've exhausted all of, my, all of my resource, all of my knowledge. I, I don't know what else I can do. I don't know what else I can say. Ah, but when you recognize and perceive truth, when it is spoken, God can get in there and begin to do things in our life. What we're talking about hearing or catching, if you will, uh, sensing the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Is that all right? All right, so number one today, hearing happens when we are really listening. I like that. Hearing happens when we are really listening. You might say it this way that um, if you're going to really get the art of hearing, you're first going to have to have a heart for hearing. Let, let, let me say that again. If you're really going to, uh, you know, have this art of hearing thing down, which is what we're talking about today, right? You're going to have to first have a heart for hearing. You see, God is speaking. Today, the question is not whether or not God is speaking. Today, the question is not whether or not God wants to speak to you. The question is whether or not you are really, and I am really listening and looking for the voice of God. I was in the car recently uh, with my wife, my, my wonderful, beautiful, lovely wife, and I hope I don't get in trouble here, but, uh, but we were in the car, and we were listening to one of my favorite worship songs uh, uh, currently, and, uh, and, and, um, and, and there's this part in this, in, in this song where this guitar line happens. By the way, you guys have a phenomenal worship team, you, you singers and you musicians. I enjoyed myself. And so you, you could probably really uh, relate to this, but there's this part in this, in this song where this guitar line comes in, and and I just think it's I just think it's a sweet guitar line. You know what I'm talking about? You ever just it, I mean it just it really helps make the, at, at least this part of the song where the song where the song starts to build. All right, and so and so we're listening to the song. Actually, uh, let me take a step back and say this: that uh, I, I shared this song with my friend with my friends, and 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 this friend he plays guitar. All right, like I'm a worship leader. All I do is sing though, all right? So I actually have a, a music director that helps me with the instrument thing. I play drums, but I either do drums or singing. I can't do both at the same time, all right? But, but, he, but he's the one, my music director is the one who kind of helps me with the, all right, this, the, the bass player needs to change chords here and we need to do this, that, or the other. And you guys are playing the, chord, the chords of the chorus when you should be playing the chords of the bridge. It, you worship people know what I'm talking about, right? And so the, anyway, moving back, moving back, my friend, he plays guitar. And so I shared with him this song. He went back and listened to the song, and he texted me. I didn't, I didn't hear any guitar solo in that song. I said, are you serious? Like, you play guitar. I could understand if the average person took a listen to the song and didn't catch the guitar line, but, like, of all people, the people who play guitar ought to be catching the line. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't, and so I had, to go to, I had to tell him, hey, here's where it's at in the song. It, it, it's, it's, it's the part where the song begins to climax. It's, it's the instrumental uh, uh, before the bridge. And so he went back and listened. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Now you have to understand this about the song, that this is a slow song. 
And this guitar line, it is not a screaming solo. It's very subtle. It takes more than a casual listen to be able to hear it. Are you with me today? It, 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 this, don't, don't get me wrong because the guitar line stands out from among the other instruments. It, it, it does. But it takes more than a casual listen to be able to hear it. What, what am I trying to say to you today? I'm trying to say to you today that there are many voices out there. Uh, God's, God's voice stands out from among the rest. <laughs> Don't you know, uh, if you're really looking for truth, truth is not really hard, that hard to find. Amen. Uh, but it takes more than a casual listen to be able to hear it. Amen. And, 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 so, and, so, and, and so that's, you know, kind of a, a point I want you to take away that, hey, I need to be looking for the voice of God. Going back to my story with my wife, so we're in the car and, and this guitar solo comes on and I start to play my air guitar. You know what I'm talking about? He, he, those of us who don't know how to play guitar, we play the air guitar, all right? And I'm in my car and I'm playing my air guitar. Oh, let me just take a time out to say, don't shout down my praise, all right? You will never understand my praise till you understand my pain. God has brought me through too much for me to act dignified and act like I can't praise God with all my heart and all my life, amen. So I play my air guitar, I sing, I cry right there in the car with my hands raised giving God all the glory to God be the glory for all the things that he has done and so this guitar so I start to play my air guitar and my wife's in the passenger seat and I say babe do you hear that guitar isn't that awesome go back to playing my air guitar and there's no response I'm, I'm a little bit taken with the song so I say again babe do you hear that guitar line and then I start to uh, I start to hum it to her a third time, babe, a little more fervent. Do you hear that guitar line? Isn't it amazing? At which point I get the response, yeah, babe, I heard it. <laughs> ah, I'm going to get myself in trouble today. Oh, man. All right, now, to be fair, I'm, I'm usually the cul culprit who's distracted with other things when she's trying to talk, and that's the truth, babe. So this one time that she did it to me, she shouldn't get blown up. But anyways, <laughs> I have the mic this morning. <laughs> all right, so, okay, so, uh, all right. So, so, so she says, yeah, babe, I heard it. And I said, you heard it, but you weren't listening. Now, we're talking about a song, okay? So don't start judging my wife now, all right? <laughs> but, but you see, you can be listening and not really hearing. And it's not until we really begin to look for the voice of God that we will begin, really begin to seek out truth. I, I just talked with the, with the, actually, she's in her 40s now. She's been attending church her entire life. She's graduated Bible college. And she said to me recently, oh my gosh, I just started to realize all the things that were in the Bible. I'm like, are you serious? Because see, the whole time, it's so, it's, so, it's so easy to go through life and to go through the motions and to, you know, because I come to church and because I pay my religious respects that I, I'm all right with God. I'm not trying to say you're not all right with God today, but what I am trying to say is, are you really looking for the voice of God? Are you really looking to perceive truth? And are you really looking for the leading of the Holy Spirit? Uh, going back to, to Matthew chapter 13, um, please don't let me go too long. So my wife's going to do this to me if I, am I already going too long? All right, let me, let me try to do this quickly. Notice what Jesus says here. Jesus says, hey, many, in verse number 17, Matthew chapter 13, verse number 17, Jesus says, many prophets and many righteous men have desired to hear what you hear and didn't hear it. 
And what I hear Jesus saying right here is Jesus is trying to help people place value and importance on hearing. We understand from a natural standpoint that if you have a product, the, the the amount of demand for the product will determine how much that product is worth. If you have a product that nobody wants, it ain't worth anything. Ah, but if the prophets and many righteous men have desired to hear what you hear today, the things of the kingdom, the things of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, they desired to hear it, but they were not able to hear it. But you're able to hear it today. We find later on, the Bible says, that even things that angels desire to look into. Wow. And so you, we, we see this, this demand for the opportunity to hear what we hear. And all of a sudden, oh, maybe this is, maybe this is kind of important. Maybe this is kind of important. I, I also like, like how he talks about the prophets, all right? Because the prophets up until, all right, so you have the prophets and then you have Jesus, right? Well, you have the prophets, you have John the Baptist and then Jesus, okay? But essentially, all right, th- let me do it this way. The time frame between the book of Malachi, which is the last book in your Old Testament, and Matthew, now they're not in chronological order, so, all right, so don't get all technical with me. But be, the, the, the time frame between Malachi and Matthew is 400 years. There was a 400-year silence where God was not speaking. You follow me today? Actually, it's prophesied in the Old Testament. It says there's going to come a famine, not of food and of water, but of hearing the things of God. And it's like there's no prophet. There's, there's nobody speaking on God's behalf. What is God up to? There's, and, and all of a sudden, Jesus shows up on the scene. What I'm trying to say to you is that Jesus is essentially telling his disciples, hey, this thing has been a long time coming. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a virgin, born under the law, that he might redeem us to God and make us and adopt us as his children in the fullness of time. This thing has been a long time coming. How many of you realize today that when you whip something up, it's not as valuable as something that is handcrafted and has taken time to put it together? That's why you pay $6 for a burger at McDonald's and you pay $12 for a burger at the restaurant right? Because the burger at the restaurant has been handcrafted. You can order it to your desire, right? I want that thing medium well. I want that thing medium. Please do not order a medium, a half-cooked <laughs> McDonald's hamburger, all right? If you get nothing else from today, all right? No, I'm just kidding, all right? But something that, something that has taken time to put together has more value. See, we will not, we won't place value on something that we don't realize has any worth. I hope I'm not going too fast for you today. I'm, I'm trying to be conscious of the time, but, but, but we won't place value on something that we don't realize has worth. Many times we take hearing or the fact that God is speaking for granted. Well, I already heard Pastor Kevin speak this month, so I'm not going to go to church today. Right? We, 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 our, our, our Bibles sit on the shelf, untouched, collecting dust. We fail to follow the example that Jesus left us. And the Bible says that Jesus would, 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 would withdraw himself and climb a mountain and go pray so that he can hear the things, hear the the words of the Father, the things necessarily for dealing with the challenges of today. Ooh, that's good right there. That's good right there. Jesus was placing value, trying to help these men place value. Second thing uh, I want to share with you, hearing happens, number one, when we really want to hear. Hearing happens, number two, when we recognize truth. Let's go to Luke chapter 8, verse number 18. You're there in Matthew. Just turn a a couple books to your right there. Luke chapter 8, verse number 18, and Jesus shares with us some very interesting words here. I just actually want to read the first six words of this verse. Not the whole verse, just just the first six. But amazing words. Luke chapter 8, verse number 18. Jesus says, if you're there, say amen. 
If you're not, say, hold up. <laughs> All right, we'll wait just a moment. All right, Luke chapter 8, verse number 18. It says, Jesus says, therefore, take heed how you hear. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Um, over the course of, of time in ministry, I personally have placed an emphasis when talking with people. I have placed an emphasis on being careful what you hear. How many realize that it's important that we watch what comes in the eye gate and we watch what comes in the ear gate? We can't just have these, you know, these open lives, like open funnels to anything and everything that wants to come along and, and, be, and, and be sown into our hearts and our lives. Hey, the truth is you are not indestructible. You can be polluted. I can be polluted. And, and so, I, and so I've, me personally, I've placed an emphasis on, hey, you need to be careful what you're listening to. You need to be careful who you're listening to. Not everybody ha should have, you know, should have your, your respect to speak into your life. Amen. Uh, but, but Jesus, he, Jesus, in this particular, I, I think obviously, I, you know, there, there are plenty of scriptures and things in the Word of God that, that we can establish that, all right? But Jesus here in this particular verse is not placing an emphasis on being careful what you hear, but rather on being careful how you hear. Do you see the difference? You and I have this ability to manipulate what we hear to mean whatever we want it to mean. I, I kind of like politics, and um, I don't want to get political here <laughs> today, all right? Man, anyways, all right. And, and, so, uh, and, so it, it, and so every once in a while, I'll listen to a, uh, a, a speech from a politician. I like to tune into the presidential debates and watch those. It's always interesting to me, after, after the speech is done, after the debate is over, Democrats and Republicans will walk away, and it's like they watch two different debates. And sometimes I think to myself, did you tune me into the wrong one and you watched a different one? Because they, they're two complete different uh, interpretations and understandings of what was said and what took place. And what they've done is they have listened according to their own bias, according to their own suspicions, according to their, may I say this word, according to their own prejudices. They're, and they've walked away hearing what they, like a computer editing program, they have edited what they wanted to hear. And, and that's what they're going to put out on their news organization, Fox News for the Republicans, CNN for the Democrats. You know how this thing works, right? <laughs> Nobody has to tell you. And, and, and I just think it, it's telling to us of how we often approach the things of God. We, we approach the things of God with our biases and with our prejudices and with our suspicions. Uh, we judge the church by its size. Oh, that's a big church, so God must be doing something there. Oh, that's a small church, so God must not be doing things over there. Uh, I, I've even heard it backwards. <laughs> oh, that's a small church, so I know God's doing things there because big church, they have too many people. They don't know, there's just everything's everywhere. We, we judge the sermon by the preacher. Oh, he's too, he, he's too old, he's too young, he's, he's this, he's that. We, we judge the preacher by the car he drives. Oh, oh, that preachers are just after your money. We, we approach the word of God with, with all these things in our, in our hearts and our lives. And, and if we're honest, guys, that, that hinders our ability to be able to hear. You know, many of us, many of us unfortunately, we, we, we have too much of the world ingrained in us so that when we approach truth, truth is foreign. 
But if you'll begin to take some time to get familiar with the truth and get familiar with the voice of God, all of a sudden when God speaks and when truth comes forth and when the Spirit tries to lead you, you'll catch it. Amen. And, 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 and so that's where we need to be. Um, let me just give you quickly, I, I'm almost done, I promised, two things that will help you in this area, all right? Not allowing your perceptions to hinder your hearing. The first one is the Word of God. Listen, guys, this is the primary way God is going to speak to you, all right? God will never say anything to you that does not line up with the written Word of God. It's, people, young people have come to me, oh, God told me this, that, and the other. I think to myself, God didn't tell you this, God didn't tell you that, and God didn't tell you the other, because I know what the Bible has to say, and all of that contradicts what God says in His Word. So the voice you're hearing is the wrong one. I, I, I've told people over the years, you know, if you know somebody personally who has, um, who has written a book, when you go read that book, you will hear their voice in the book. So the more familiar, so what I'm trying to say is, his voice is in the book. You might not be able to see God face to face, but if you'll familiarize yourself with the Word of God, ah, you'll familiarize yourself with His voice. And then when God speaks, ooh, that's the Lord speaking to me. Yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. Yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your Spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. The other thing I wanted to share with you that I think is so important when it comes to, you know, hearing properly is, is God has given us each other. God has given us one another. You don't come to church just to, again, just to do your religious, just to do your religious thing. It is important that you and I get together and get around one another because God has admonished us to and, and encouraged us to speak truth into one another's lives. Listen, if we're honest today, all of us have our own brand of weird. Whether you like to admit it, you got a side of you that's a little bit weird. <laughs> I got a side to me that's a little bit weird. And it's not until we get around other people and you get a couple of these that you start to think, oh, maybe I should put this thing in check. Are you hearing me today? God has spoken to me through pastors. God has spoken to me through Pastor Kevin, Professor Kevin, through teachers, through bosses, through coaches, through family members, through godly friends. Come on. How open are you to allowing other people to speak into your life? God has given us his word. God has given us one another. You know, the Bible talks about all of creation is, is proclaiming a message. It's declaring God's glory. Are you listening? Are you, are you open to what God wants to say today? Let me just quickly read this. Proverbs 18.1, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. The psalmist prayed in Psalm 119.66, Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Here we have a cry. God, teach me good judgment. Don't let me go around life calling good what you call evil and calling evil what you call good. God, help me in, 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 in the, in the uh, arena of my perceptions. God, where has the world tainted me? God, where has my experience caused me to see things in a wrong way? All right? All right. Last point. What time is it? Have I gone too long? How, how long have I? My, my, wife's, my wife's grinning at me. That means I went too long. Last point. Hearing happens when I'm conscious of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You know, let, let's, I, I, guys in the back, I didn't, I didn't give you this verse, so don't panic. But if, if you brought your Bible, let's go to John chapter 14 quickly. 
If you didn't bring your Bible, that's all right. Start to bring it. Because when I'm not here and Pastor Kevin's not here, you need the Word of God in your heart so you can deal with the issues of life. And when you break out your Bible and you take notes and underline it and circle it and color it, come on, that's what the Bible's for. Amen. <laughs> and, you know, you're helping to get the Word of God in your heart. The psalmist said, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right. So, so please, you know, start, make a habit. Anyways, John chapter 14, verse number 15. John 14, verse number 15. Jesus says, if you, if you keep, if you love me, keep my commandments. I'm sorry, verse number 16. Here we go. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another. Now that word another is very interesting, because that word another means one of the same sort. In other words, what Jesus is saying here is the Holy Spirit, which by the way is not an it. He is a he. He is, he is the third person in the, in the, in the, uh, trinity. He is, you know, a divine personality. All right, what Jesus is saying to his disciples here is, I'm going to send you another of the same sort. In other words, what I have been to you, he will be to you. What I have been to you, he will be to you. Question, was not Jesus somebody who, who talked with his disciples? Who taught them? Talked, spoke with them, and taught them. Very interesting, as you read on, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth. What do you think of when you think of the Holy Spirit? Some people think of a dove. Some people think of praying in tongues. Uh, all, all that stuff, yes, is, 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 is right, attributed to the Holy Spirit. But when Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit just before he dies, he's talking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, that he's a Spirit of Truth, that he is a revealer of truth, that he is a leader, that he is one who guides, another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Verse number 17, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Ah, that's very interesting. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He's, he's made his home in your heart. If you're a believer today, if, if, you, if Jesus is your Lord, God deposited his spirit on the inside of you. And now the whole, God, listen, when, when Jesus tore the veil, you all seen the passion of the Christ, right? Jesus tore the veil, the veil tore in two, all right? That was, a, that was signifying that God was moving out of tabernacles and tents and, and temples and into the hearts and the lives of each and every one of his children. So we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside, and now he is trying to communicate with you. How conscious are you? of his work in your life, of his voice in your heart. Let us become more aware of your presence. You guys know the song, right? Let us experience, let us become more aware. We, we want to become more aware of, of the presence of the Holy Spirit and his work in our lives. You guys have it back there. Let's just pop it up. Romans chapter 8 verses, actually let's, yeah, verses 14 through 16. I'm almost done, I promise. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Notice this next verse. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Here we catch, here we catch how the Holy Spirit wants to interact with you and with me. He wants to talk to you through your spirit. Another word that the Bible uses for the word spirit is heart. God is there in your heart speaking, not, not emotion. 
It's funny, he doesn't emphasize the mind here. Can God speak to your mind? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess so. But, pri but primarily, he wants to speak to you through the hidden man of the heart, the real you on the inside. How conscious are you of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? Proverbs chapter 20, verse number 27 says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. What did we talk about today? We talked about hearing, the art of hearing, hearing the voice of God, recognizing and perceiving truth, being conscious of the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. If I'm going to hear, I need to, I need to really want to listen. If I'm going to hear, I'm going to have to be aware of my perceptions and not allow, you know, these, these filters that I have set up in my life to hinder my hearing, all right? Uh, we said hearing happens when we recognize truth. And finally today, hearing happens when we recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Hey, listen, if you got something good from God's Word, can you give Jesus a great big praise this day? Pastor Kevin.